Hey, good evening, everyone. John Henry Soto here. George Batista here. Yep, welcome to Counterparts. This is actually the show where we build a bridge from Star Trek to everything else. So welcome uh, tonight's episode, Mirror Mirror. Mm. No, that's the wrong show. <laughs> Join us. We're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. So stick around. Alrighty, so welcome, welcome again. Like we said, uh, we're building a bridge from Star Trek to everything else, and by that we really mean everything else. Uh, we attach it, and you know, I was thinking about this the other day. We, when we were growing up, uh, for those of you who don't know, George and I are cousins. We grew up together. We played music in a band together for many years, um, and we loved Star Trek for many years. Um, but growing up, you can remember <laughs> like the references. Almost everything we talked about was reference of something either Star Trek or, uh, you know, uh, one of the cooking shows. Bob, or Bob Ross or, Bob Ross. or Google Gourmet. Google Gourmet, yeah. <laughs> it was always a reference to that. And we would do, you know, clip it, uh, clips of scenes and right. dialogue. And it was just part of our whole thing. So um, when we're doing this now, it almost seems pretty simple to take a Star Trek episode and to try to see how it actually fits into life. And uh, and so I've been having a lot of fun uh, doing this. Um, the research is also a lot of fun as well. It is. It is. And, it, yeah. you know, it's funny because I, again, watching Star Trek since I'm, you know, since I'm a kid. But I'm looking at Star Trek now in a different way. Yeah. And, and part of it is, you know, I'm going back and I'm watching these episodes again. And also... It's it's a combination of watching them with a whole new light because it is it's almost like when you read a book and then you put it away and then you read it again like years later it's almost like mm -hmm. a brand new book right sure so it's it's the same type of concept and then when I discuss it with you and then because you have that history of film you make me see things that I never even realized in some of these episodes and movies and stuff like that so it's like it's yeah. really like I'm discovering it almost new again so it really, really is and also I think we've also have a lot more life experience. Right. Uh, we're both fathers um just the world is uh, is is different you know so and we've always had star trek but we've never really dove into it like this even when we were watching it exactly. it was just something that we just consumed because that was what we liked to do but now that we're kind of like looking at it for details and we're kind of like exploring the episodes and looking into the directors and all the actors it's really given me a whole new insight into into it yeah. and a more appreciation for it as well um, so I'm having a ball and I really, I'm glad that I'm doing this with you. This is a lot of fun. Same and for anybody out there, thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for watching. Um, really, you know, we really appreciate you. Um, and it's, it's just been a, a great time. We're getting some great responses and great reviews. And, um, a lot of people We're almost at 400, um, members on our Facebook page, which is like astounding. And I'm uh, really excited about that. Yes, absolutely. And and again, you know, we want this to be entertaining. We want we want you guys to to listen to this as, you know, think of it as like a, almost like a getaway from from everyday life and and come hang out with us, have some laughs with us. You know, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, you could just have some laughs and just, you know, uh, laugh at these two jokers here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look yeah. what I'm wearing for Christ's sake. <laughs> exactly. These two. Uh, <laughs> and look at look at my really living room. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually my living room people think that this is a, a green screen but no this is where i live um, and, and keep in mind that john and i again we're, we're cousins we look exactly alike completely it's i just mean we're uncanny. just so it's, just it's, so you guys know people cannot tell us apart when we're walking around right it's one of the reasons why i wrote our names down here to make sure that <laughs> that people don't get that confused they see hey when that happens right there that's george um Awesome. Awesome. So before we get started, we want to, uh, again, we want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, Linda Berman who won the, uh, the last, uh, contest. I mailed out her two magazines that she won really, uh, collect collectors editions, uh, 55th anniversary, uh, commemorative, uh, magazines. And that was pretty awesome. So we're on to the a new month. Uh, we still got a few days, but next week will be a new month. So we have a new contest and I'm going to make this a little simpler. George, what do you think? <laughs> sure, try it. 
Okay, so last, so last contest, I thought I was trying to be clever or trying to be. Listen, the contest yeah. is every third post on Facebook <laughs> has to be clicked on till the end of June <laughs> at six p.m. No, don't listen to him. No, that was my uh, that was my idea. So this is going to be very simple, very very simple. Anybody who well, first, let me show you what the actual you get. So if you're into Star Trek, this is really awesome. These are two. Uh, very, very nice, handsome pins. They're very sturdy and very well-made pins. They're, this episode right here is the one we're covering today, which is Mirror Mirror. And this one's the one we're covering next week, which is called Amok Time. Um, both episodes really fantastic. This one was uh, directed by um, uh, Mark Daniels, which we're going to be talking about him today. And we spoke about him last week as well because he did the last week's episode. And uh, Amok Time was actually uh, Pevney, right? Joseph Pevney, um, who directed that one. So... This is what you uh, you'll win, and in order to win these two very very nice pins, pins are actually big in Star Trek too. I don't know if you know that. Like, uh, pins are just big. I I didn't I never knew that. I a, I didn't know. You know what? Was it was when I started listening to. It's a massive thing when I started listening to the Star Trek uh, podcast that I listened to, um, for a couple of years ago. They're affiliated with like a a company that just makes pins. That's all they do. These. And they have these commemorative pins. They have these limited edition pins. They put out all these pins. So these pins are really, really awesome. They're really uh, uh, great. So anyway, um, in order to win, it's very simple. All you have to do is you have to just message us <laughs> and just say you want to be in the contest. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You can do it on whatever of these platforms that you see here. We're on YouTube. If you if you say on YouTube, say, I want to be in. You have to write your name down, obviously, so we know that it's you. First and last name, so this way we know, uh, in case we have two Johns, uh, we know who's uh, which one. Um, and that's it. Just send us a message. You can do it on our Facebook page, which would probably be the most the easiest place. But anywhere you really send it to us, we'll, uh, we'll get it. And then on, on April 20th, which is a Tuesday, which is we're going to have our show, we're going to have a drawing. And we're going to have basically, I'm going to have this hat that I, you probably, have seen, you guys have seen me probably wear this hat. How about Spock like this? Hey, very nice. So we're going to take this hat and we're going to put the, uh, we're going we're gonna to cut them out, slip of papers. I'm going to put them in there. And then we're just going to do a drawing. I'm going to shake it around and I might have some fun. Maybe have my daughter come in and pick out the, the winning ticket. Uh, the winning person, and then they'll win. Simple as that. I love it. Yeah, so I don't know why I didn't do that last time. Well, I was trying to be uh, complicated. Um, <laughs> cool. But, um, yeah, so that's the contest. If anybody has any questions, obviously, you can always put you know, pop them into the comment section here. If you're listening in, um, let us know. John, wait, message you or George? <laughs> What? We look so much alike. What? <laughs> yeah. Just send a message to me any way you possibly can, or even to George, both of us, anybody, and we will put your name. It has to be in first name and last name so we know it's the right person. Unless your first name is him pretending I'm someone else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, first and last name, unless your first name is something like Spock. <laughs> There's a good chance we're not going to get two Spocks. Um, no. One you never know. Be. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I like to also say to everyone, please, uh, you know, like, share, and subscribe. If you like this, if you're on YouTube and you like what we're doing, and you're having fun with us here, and you want to kind of help us out, all you have to do is just like, share, and subscribe our show on whatever platform you see, and we really, really appreciate that. And again, we want to thank you all for taking the time because we know there's a lot of stuff out there to watch. And if you're here, we generally appreciate you taking the time to spend you know, this uh, time with us. So thank you very much. Oh man, I'm missing a show. Gig and dialing marathon tonight. On How did you know? I'm taping it actually. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So let's get to our trivia. This has been actually really a lot of fun. We, uh, I get to learn a bunch of stuff. Uh, George brings us some really, uh, complicated trivia and, um, not complicated, but they're, you learn something, you know, yeah. with this trivia, unless you're like a Star Trek, um, you know, one of those real people that are, are fanatics, like even more than we are that don't have, you know, that just live and dress like this, like just to go to work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which I would, if I've I could, <laughs> you probably have, 
Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's get to our trivia. Yes. See what so, we got. What do you got? All here? right. So it's, the today is going to be a very simple trivia question. Very simple. John, what Star Trek film won a, an Academy Award? Really? Uh huh. That's right. Which Star Trek film won an Academy Award? That's today's question. Wow. Let's see how good folks are out there. First of all, most of them are going to be like, wait a minute, a film actually won an award, Star Trek? What? Yes, wow. it did. I mean, probably would would be something with the um, with the, the effects or the CGI maybe or something with, uh, I don't know. But maybe. I mean, maybe. in my opinion, they all should win and be nominated. Maybe not five. I agree. And I think, actually, I think <laughs> sci-fi gets a bad rap. Sci-fi does get a bad rap. It's a little bit like in comedy also. You know, yeah. like if you have a comedy and you do a great performance in a comedy, you don't, you know, you're not even considered right. for for it, you know, um, unless it's one of those comedic drama roles like a Robin Williams who can do or one of those kind of guy, you know, Billy Crystal or one of those, those guys um, that they can pull that comedy and drama together. But just straight up comedy you know, you don't see that either. And with sci-fi, it really, they don't really, unless it's like the visuals and stuff like that, but it doesn't get respected as far as performances. Exactly. And that's actually a good topic for maybe a future episode. I agree because I could see like a movie like Wrath of Khan, which is, I mean, so beautifully done. I think that could have performed. It could have easily been like a top five picture, you know. Yeah, and Ricardo could have easily been nominated. Nobody would have been like, Nobody would have said anything other than like, oh hell yeah, you know what I mean. So that's 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 an interesting uh, topic maybe for a future. Get a lot of great performances and talk about great performances from sci-fi movies and uh, Star Trek as well. Yep. Um, cool. All right. So um, tonight's episode. So that's the trivia question. Anybody who has any guests or anything, <laughs> just throw it into the comment section. It's you. It's really just for uh, bragging rights. Um, so if you get it. We'll flash you on the screen at the end. We won't flash you on the screen. We will just show your name. On not the- again. Yeah, it's not that kind of a show. Not till midnight, <laughs> where I transport myself to. Um, all right. Mirror, mirror. So tonight's episode that we're going to be covering is is actually one of my favorite episodes. Um, you know, I mean, one of my just actual favorite. Every time it was on, I remember always just being like glued to the TV. Um, and we watched it. I think you and I watched it a bunch of times, yep. you know, and talked about it a lot. And it was just a great um, a great episode because of so many factors that I think today, even in sci-fi, is still being used. That same concept, that same, you know, and this was, we're talking about 67, this, you know, so it was a long time ago, you know, it's 50 years ago. And um, we really have, um, with that story, the, the type of story of the parallel universe kind of deal has has been such a used, you know, subject right. matter. But I don't think it's been used as well as Star Trek used it. In, in this episode and maybe i would say even in star trek for the movie where not really parallel but i guess that's a time thing traveling thing so it's not really parallel but um i don't think i've never really seen it used this well in anything that i could think of no i mean actually it's it's been used in other star trek shows right uh, i think right ds9 did it mm-hmm. um, stuff like that i think enterprise did it um but again they they did it kind of as uh, almost like um taking a piece from this one yeah you know yeah. and and uh, it, it had it, they all had something to do with this one and some of them even referenced this episode right so yeah so so anyone who has not seen the episode or if you have and maybe you want uh, our in uh take on it the episode basically takes place when the uh, the enterprise is over a planet and they're having sort of a negotiations, friendly negotiations with the uh, the people of that planet. Um, I forgot their names. Or their the Hulkins. The what? The Hulkins. Hulkins. So um, they were trying to get them to give them permission to mine uh, the crystals. The, right. The crystals, right. So and they were saying no. We cannot. 
You would die if we'd have to. We do not do that. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that guy was, was hilarious. Um, but he they refused to do that because it was part of their... They understood the power behind those crystals, and if they got into the wrong hands, it could be used for evil. Right. So they understood that even though the Enterprise and Kirk were peaceful, mm -hmm. they knew that the circumstances could be bad if it got into the wrong hands. So that was why they, they said no. Right. Um, they said, okay, fine. They, you know, he even said at the end, he's like, Captain, you could use force. I don't know why he's giving him ideas. I'm like, what are you like? <laughs> why are you telling him how to get it from you? You know, if you want, you can twist my arm. But <laughs> you you could use your phasers and torpedoes to wipe out this city. That one right there. Right there. This is where I will send you the coordinates right now. <laughs> In case I don't know why you would, <laughs> I think you just had a death wish or a suicide. But um, of course, the captain is like, "But we're not going to," and you know, take that as maybe proof that we're here in peace, right? Um, so they get into the transporter, they go to transport up, and there was a malfunction, which happens a lot with transporters. It's why I never, I rarely use mine. Um, but there was some kind of there was a storm going right, an ion storm. Yeah. And it was rocking the the ship, and something happened with the transporter, and it beamed the four individuals that were beaming up to a, another dimension. So when they arrived to where they thought was their ship, it turned out to be some kind of uh, a Nazi re regime kind of a thing, a Gestapo kind of a right. system. Um, where everyone did kind of like the, you know, the, what you would do, like, like Hitler and stuff. And they all dressed different and Captain, uh, Spock had a beard, you know, um, they all had these funky clothes on, you know, with the, they had like these still, these really cool metallic, uh, gold, like belts or something. They had like their sweat towels for the gym <laughs> hanging off there and they had, everything was different. They had metals on them. Um, it was just really different and they all kind of came out and were like, what the hell what is going on? So that's the premise of the episode. Um, and, uh, you can, your take on, on that, that section or that part. It's just, it, it, it's very, it was very interesting. I mean, first of all, the, the, the episode itself was a fun episode, it's right? It's an overall fun episode. Um, because you really get to see you, it, what I liked about it is that the, like, like for example, Spock or Leonard Nimoy in in that role gets to kind of play a, a, a that you see a little bit of a different side to him, even though he's still logical. Mm -hmm. But yet he's he at the same time he's he's got that little demon side of him, you know, where yeah. he's just I am, you know, I'm part of the Empire and this is the way it is and that that type of thing. Yeah. And and Kirk is like, okay, what's going on here? But um, I thought that that whole dynamic of them trying to figure out why they're here and what's going on and how somehow they figure out that that it actually is a parallel universe and then their counterparts actually went to the other ship that's right. how they kind of figure that out well in in the episode i mean they, they they do a good job with kind of like explaining that because when when kirk when he comes in right he first comes in and he he's, he realizes they're rational people right so they're not going to flip out the way the other characters that were sort of more bar barbaric could right. not really contain themselves um but when he came out he realized that they had to go somewhere right. so he's told the doctor you got to check us out because something was really weird so let's all go so he was talking it through you know remember this is what kirk does that's true he'll be that's like true. well wait there was, you know, and he was, that's but true. if you had, you know, that's how he beat the, you know, M5, right? The, the, you know, the computer. Yeah, destroy M5. Um, so we'll do that episode at some point. Um, but, you know, he, he talks things through, yeah. you know, so yeah. he did talk it through. He was like, you know, we were all here. He was like, and, and, you know, he said like a parallel universe and, mm -hmm. you know, when he, that does, that is a thing that you, you know, you can think about. Um, rationally, if you appear somewhere where you're not supposed to be, but everything looks the same, but it's not, right. it's sort of like, it's the same, but it's not right. So it's exactly. Another universe. It's another exactly. thing. How do we get here? And then that's the, the amazing thing that 
they can figure out. And the computer just told them <laughs> how to yeah, reverse yeah. it. Definitely. Do I yeah. get <laughs> but, oh. and then he, but, but the good thing is that he, after he talks it out, he immediately takes charge. He immediately yeah. tells Uhura, go to the, you know, go. And and then she's kind of frightened about it. Of course. He, and he grabs her and he kind of like, grabs her and he's like, goes, I'm going to be right there. Yeah. You're the only one who can do it. I'll be right there. And then he's like, Scotty, you go figure this out. Bones, you do this. And boom, he's he's already, yeah. you know, wheeling and dealing, you know. Right. Yeah. And he had to. I mean, because you're you have to. Oh, because also when you got uh, as soon as he gets on the ship, you know, they, they beam up, you know, Spock has uh, the agonizer. You know, he, yes. the guy, he puts it on the guy, you know, and he uh, zaps the guy, you know. Um, I was thinking of getting a couple of those. But anyway. <laughs> could you, yeah, um, a few people we could use them on that. By the yeah. way, that, that I don't know if you know that that gentleman, Kyle, mm -hmm. he's uh, Lieutenant Kyle there. He actually played in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan oh, as, really? as Commander Kyle. He was on the Reliant with Chekhov and... And uh, oh, okay, so he's he still there. in Starfleet, yeah, same guy, same guy. Good for him, still, uh, still in Starfleet, doing well, getting yep. promoted. That's cool. Yeah, he he um didn't have a big role, but you know, right. as soon as Kirk saw that there was a, this uh barbarianism to Spock, right. he knew that there was an immediate danger of some of them getting wiped out, exactly. and um there's a couple of a couple of good points there the um the the system that they had in place mm -hmm. you know that they were they were you know it was it was obviously like a gestapo kind of like a, a nazi germany kind of a system where you win by killing your your leader right or whatever right. which really in reality history has always shown that that's a failure right yes. that failed and the thing I loved the most about it was that um, and we're going to talk about I'm, I'm just going to go to the to the ending real quickly. Just one one little section and we'll go back. Um, but when Kirk is telling Spock, how long can a system like this operate? You know what I mean? Right. He tells him well, like 200, you know, 240 years <laughs> approximately. Yeah. So Spock's rationality in the episode is still he's still logical. Right. You know, but. Mm -hmm. Also, I was thinking, well, then how could he be part of this system? Because that's the only system that's there. Right. So it's sure. only logical that he would have to join this system in some sure. way. You know sure. what I mean? So but he, has, but he has to admit that the system is going to fail. And he does because he, right. he even said it. Has to admit. Yes. So that's where that's where Kirk's brilliance is because yes. he phrases things. And obviously, it's the, the writers, right? They, they phrase things in a way for him to say to make the other guy think of how he's thinking exactly. of how about, you know, how this rat, how is this rational? Right. You know, and it's the same thing he did with the computer, right? <laughs> like he yeah. had the computer um, destroy itself because mm -hmm. it realized that a computer is not supposed to do any harm, but yet the right. computer harmed. Right. So what happens is a computer that harms, it gets destroyed. So I must destroy the, com you know, the computer. Mind. So it's the same kind of concept that he does, you know? And, and if you look at the episodes, there's a lot of that. There's That's a lot true. of Kirk instilling a viewpoint in there to have the person kind of go inner and kind of like look at things and internalize it and be like, oh, you know what? I think I I think I was wrong there, you know, or at least have some kind of a sh shift in their viewpoints. Exactly. And that's what makes him a brilliant captain because he's able to do that. He's able to get inside his enemy's mind, really. Right. That's really essentially what he's doing. Yeah, and I think it's probably because he's got his own demons that he's uh yeah. de dealing with and stuff. So, um, so let me see where where are we? So in the episode, they go in, they try to figure out what's going on. Um, he has to go back onto the bridge, right? Because Ahura is up there. So as he gets up to the bridge, um, he's supposed to be given the given the order to destroy the planet, which is the one they just came from that they were going to be peaceful about it. But now this, this parallel universe is not going to do that. And they're going to destroy the planet. Um, and Spock is like fascinating how this planet would, it's going, you know, would rather choose to commit suicide, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and he decides to give them 12 hours before. And Spock is already like, he's suspicious right there. He's yeah, suspicious something is right like, is you, he, he's known him. Yes, they've they've exactly. they've been together. So who knows how brutal 
and you can see how brutal he was yeah, in the right. when you go to the other ship and you see the the Kirk the how the parallel universe how they got shifted. Um, there was a one scene that I want to talk about about you know filmmaking is is a uh, sometimes you can really com complex you know you can make things complex and it doesn't have to be a, a complicated right. but in film sometimes you you know you shoot a whole sequence of a scene and you and you put it in the movie and then later on you look at it and you're like that didn't need to happen it didn't <laughs> the whole film could have been fine without that and you'll see that in films every once in mm -hmm. a while right but the one thing that i really love is how how seamlessly they go from when they beam up that the ship is going in this direction and then it stops and it goes in this direction. Right. And it, it right there, it just it, it with that little tiny clip, it shows you direct clearly that they're just going in an, on another path, on another yeah. Yeah. like you know, parallel, you know, but it's right. it's different, exactly. a different direction. Exactly. And I just I wanted to bring that up because I just thought as a as a director or an editor, I guess, or whoever wrote that, you know, they probably had to sit down and go, Well, how are we gonna show that it's a that when they beam up? you're in a different place because it's going to, it's not going to really make sense if you just beam in and suddenly there's a guy that's going. Exactly. You know I mean? So it's like, what are you going to do? So, you know, and it just shifts <laughs> over and that's pretty much that tells, tells you the whole story. Exactly. But he, and even the, the concept of Spock with a beard, right? Think about, yeah. the, think about why they would put us, you know, because it, it gives him that, that, barbaric, look, more, that really barbaric, that sinister look, right? Yeah. You know, for some reason, people with goatees tend to look. Yeah, I don't know what it is about. No, well, I have no idea what it is. Right? I just, you know, How long have I had a goatee, George? <laughs> I mean, I I, I remember having had goatees when they were. <laughs> I remember when I had one when they were in style. Then they went completely out of style, and everybody was making fun of them. I still have one. <laughs> you, had, I, you definitely had one when you were break dancing. I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, it was all the time. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, but yeah, so definitely, but, um, yeah, I, and, and, you know, everyone, you know, Ahura looked amazing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Really, really good looking, uh, amazing. Uh, she's just gorgeous. And, and I mean, she's always been, you know, but in this episode, they really showed her body, which, you know, you think about 1967, you're like, Whoa. And that was, that was the thing, right? The showing the midriff, which wasn't done. And I, and again, I, from what I heard from that episode, there was, there was a back and forth on that, right? Sure. There. Why do we do that? But, but at the time, what was it? I Dream of Genie was doing that. Right, right, right. And and again, Star Trek was, you know, if you pull away a second from from the stories and from the, the what we love about it, it's also a show trying to survive in '67 against right. I Dream of Genie and, exactly. and Nanda, and they're just com competing with some of the greatest shows of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and they're struggling and ratings every right. every week, so they had to do something. So it's like Ahura, you know. How's your belly? Um, and uh, and that was their decision, you know. But uh, but she's she's beautiful and she's such an impactful character in history and for film. And she's such a role model for so many uh, for so many women and African American women, obviously, and okay. just women in general. Because mm -hmm. she's the she's she's one of the top dogs, you know. what I mean, it's she not, yeah. You know I mean, she's like, and she's respected by everyone tremendously. You know, she carries I mean? herself, she carries herself she has well. That that you know, yeah, thing. Just she's very elegant, confident, very, yeah. Yeah, very elegant, also, yeah. but still yeah. has a commanding presence. Um, okay. Definitely, I love that about her. Um, so at at this time, he goes to his uh, room, or he goes to his quarters, and. Um, Spock is kind of like meets him, you know, because he's like, you know, Captain, uh, I do have to report this and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever my orders are. And they have that little kind of like, you know, I know I'll be a, a competitive uh, adversary yeah. for you. And he, he says, he says you will find me, uh, you will find me a formidable opponent. Opponent. And Spock says, yeah, I'm aware of that, but I hope you are aware of the reverse. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then he walks away. But then the funny thing is that Spock, that Kirk, after he walks away, he kind of like looking back at him. He kind of like smiling, like right. Look at this son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. like, look at him in this. In this, he's really. I've never seen him this way, you know. And he says, exactly. so he kind of almost gets a little bit for a second. He kind of gets a kick out of it, you know. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Like, oh wow! Yeah. Um, and then of course he walks into his cabin, and who's there? There she is, Barbara. Yeah, Barbara Luna. Barbara Luna. Yeah, Beautiful. Barbara Luna played um 
Uh, what was her character's name again? She was Marlena, Marlena Moreau. Yeah. Yeah. And she played Marlena and Barbara was, and is, she's still around. She's still with us. Um, and still working. <clears throat> she, um, was an actress of one of those actresses that you, that just was very busy. And <clears throat> just to give you a little bit about her background and some of the stuff that she did during that period of time, she was in all the shows, you know, the shows that you can, uh, that we all grew up with, um, Gunsmoke, Untouchables, um, the Wild Wild West, Ben Casey, uh, Man from Uncle, <laughs> um, Mission Impossible. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know, um, uh, Marcus Welby, which uh, wow. was a really good show. Six Million Dollar Man, Police Story, The Adventure, The, the Amazing Spider Man. Remember the series? Wow, I remember that. Yeah, she was in that. She was in that. Uh, Chips. We used to love <laughs> Chips. Chips. Um, Hawaii. Actually, this show was going to be either about Star Trek or Chips. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Hawaii, Hawaii Five O, Charlie's Angels. So anyway, this she's definitely, and she did many years. Uh, not many years. She only did a year. Actually, I thought it was more than that. On one, one life to live. One life to live. Okay. So she's beautiful. She's stunning. Um, really great actress. And uh, let me see if I could. Um, hello, hello. Do I have any picture? I don't think I have a picture of her, but. I didn't have a picture of her, but um, she definitely was an amazing. Uh, so if you watch the film, she's also was in a, in a film that I that I really love called uh, Fire Creek, which is a Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, for those of you who don't know, he's like my favorite actor. George can tell you that I <laughs> since I, for a long time, I've I've seen everything and I, I know a lot about James. He's got a birthday coming up in May, so you got to be ready for that for the party. Um, but he was in a, a 1968 uh, Fire Creek with uh, Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda. So she had a small part in that. She wasn't a big player, but, you know, top seven, you know, of the players. Um, and just a very, very talented and beautiful, beautiful actress, you know. Um, so it was re really, really great. What do you think about that? No, I think, yeah, I, I always liked her look. She's just, she has a little bit of like a, almost like an exotic look to her. She does. Very, very beautiful. Um and um, she played very well with with William Shatner in that in that mm -hmm. scene. Um, <clears throat> just uh, interesting on, in that scene, um, they actually uh, they actually had a um, stop filming her with him. Well, she came she came into the set at one point and she had strep throat. Oh no! And they told her, and you know the producers told her, no, you cannot come in here because you're going to get everybody sick yeah. she had to leave and she and they had to stop filming that scene for like a week really yeah and then they started filming other scenes and then she got better and then wow. she came back and then she films the scene where she comes out and she's like in this silky thing yeah um, but she had lost like four pounds <laughs> oh really yeah Oh my God. Yeah, but, but 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 in that scene, she ends up kissing William Shatner, and it's like a oh, passion wow. thing. So they got to make sure that she was well. she's not sick. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, let me uh just keep talking a little bit longer because I'm gonna actually I do want to show her. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking when I was watching this episode, what if there was a parallel universe, and you and I went through it, <laughs> and. I was short and you were tall. <laughs> <laughs> and we both had no goatees. <laughs> exactly. And I had hair. <laughs> Could I'd happen. Like, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> hey, George. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what you look like. <laughs> of course, you'll be as clumsy as I am, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I do think about that a lot, you know, not not so much about what you just said, but <laughs> I do think <laughs> I never think of that, but I do think about the possibilities of a of another universe. You know, Why not? you hear you hear so yeah, you hear so much about you know Einstein's theories, and you hear right. him talk about ultimate. You know, he talk he talks about that all the time. You know, um, in a lot of his uh, equations and stuff. So you know, who knows? You know, there might be two guys right now doing a, a show like this about an, a Star Trek in a different way. Yeah. When you think about the concept, like I, I, I thought I heard, I don't remember, I don't know if it was in a film or something, the concept of like, if you, if you, let's say you're, and remember we talked about choices in the past, right? If you make yeah. one choice instead of the other, 
right? That choice moves your life in a certain direction. Right. But in a parallel universe, you're making the other choice. Right? right. Come on. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's parallel. It is the other choice. It reminds me a little bit of a uh, member in, in uh, Seinfeld. I don't know if you watch that show a lot, but do you remember yeah. the the episode where George was like, um, he's like all depressed and he's all beat up, of course, because that's they're sitting at the at the diner, <laughs> and then Elaine is like, "Hey, George, that woman on the counter is looking at you," and he's like, "What am I supposed to do? You know, I got no job, I got no hair. You know, you know, bald men with no jobs do not approach women." You know, mm -hmm. and then, and then Jerry Sample goes, well, you know, if every decision you ever had was wrong, then the opposite would <laughs> <has to> be right. <laughs> and then and he's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, and of course, he gets up and he approaches the woman. He goes, hi, I'm George. Um, I'm unemployed and I live, I live with my parents. And she's like, hi, George. <laughs> and he like looks back like, what? So that's sort of like the uh, the concept that that could be his parallel universe. There you go. He right. made a choice, you know. So here is the beautiful. Uh, Look how beautiful she is. Look yeah, at that. Gorgeous. Um, another picture oh, of her. Nice. Yeah, really beautiful. And of course, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk gets all the girls. I mean, that's the one thing that's kind of hilarious about the uh, the the show, right? He's like, he gets the most beautiful women, you know, um, in the show. Which you know, that's what you know, that's, that's what it was back then, right? It's like. Yeah. Even if you look at Bonanza and all those shows, you know they had the most beautiful women of you know that were performing at that time, um, and but she turned out to be really uh, sweet mm -hmm. and really troubled, you right. know, like she wasn't what she, you know, it was funny because I was looking at how barbaric everybody was, you know, mm -hmm. in the in there, um, and then when you see a Spock and you, her you see that there was some sort of compassion there, or at least they can some kind of, they can rationalize the good, good, sure. you know, they could look at stuff. And I thought, you know, that, that that's very interesting to, for them to go to that parallel universe. Exactly. And to still be able to find that kind of thing. Cause she turned out to be really, she turned out to be good. She saved them basically. She did. She did. But, but, but again, like you said, she was troubled because she, she thought she was losing her grip with Captain Kirk. And her purpose really was, like she said, to be a captain's captain. woman. That's right. what she wanted. She wanted the power of being the captain's woman. Right. And because Kirk was <clears throat> doing things that were not normal in that universe, she felt that she was losing it. it, it, it what was interesting that she he he she he started saying things to her that she and she says, You've never said that to me right. before yeah you've never acted this way before and she's actually in her mind going what's going on that's with this wow, yeah weird you know yeah and then yeah. she that's when she and then at one point she starts to think about well, wait a minute you know i feel like i'm losing this guy and then well you know i can be with this guy or i can be on another ship or blah 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 that type of thing right um, yeah and and he i think during one of those scenes i don't remember if it was the second time or the the first time that they had a a, a talk um he kind of saw that in her and he saw that she was yeah. in pain you yeah. know he kind of wanted to kind of give her a little bit of comfort exactly. by telling her you know you're 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 my you're my you're the captain's uh i don't know how you're what word to use but you're the captain's yeah. woman yeah. until until, until I, say, I until i tell you you're not until i tell you you're not right? right and um that would i mean you know i mean i guess it's sort of like a barbaric thing to say to a woman in in our universe right now, yeah. Well, that that would have <laughs> never. Wanna, it's not going to fly. Never work today. But for that environment, it exactly. was the right thing to say. Exactly. You know? And another thing that I that I wanted to say was that Kirk, because he has this kind of like barbaric, in the sense he's kind of like a trouble. You know, he's he's troubled, right? Yeah. I mean, Kirk just in general is a guy who does everything for his ship, but he's also a bit of a hothead and he's yeah. pride and all that stuff. Um, but how well he fit into that environment when he was on the on the ship uh, on the on the bridge and he told him to you know he didn't want to do the thing he goes and I'll tell you on my own damn time right you know, I'll give you my right. reason on my own damn time you know he kind of knew that that would fit into that environment exactly you know so exactly. it wouldn't it would give him a little bit of a you know and I think he liked it you yeah know? you could even see it when he um he played he played it really well when the Chekhov tried to assassinate him. Yes. Right? I just and the, the guards came and they saved him. And yeah, the guy said, the guy. oh, you can make me a, an, an officer. 
And he says, yeah. And he punches him in the face. And he says, right, right. Right. he's like, yeah. He, and he goes, yeah, you know, maybe even captain. Right. And I goes, yeah. He go, bam. He was playing the role. Yeah. He was playing the role right there on that spot. Yeah. 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 The guy kind of uh, deserved it because, uh, you know, he's, he not, not only did that guy zap out people, he killed two people. That's right. Remember, exactly. he, he, like, not even thinking about it, just boom. vaporized them. Right. You know, um, and then they put, uh, you know, uh, Chekhov into the agony booth. Yeah. Which is not something, if you see an agony booth like at Great Adventures or at Disney, right next don't, to the get booth. <laughs> yeah. don't get into trap. Sometimes oh. the picture booth is the agony booth. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, when you get when you see the when picture. You, when you see it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so another thing was that was hilarious was, you know, and I'll, I always look at Star Trek as compared to like to life, right? To what we have today. So today we have like, you know, we call up uh, Alexa, you know, Alexa, what's the weather? Alexa, what's the best place to watch a movie or whatever it is um, or whatever system people use. There's other ones. Right. But, you know, when he calls the computer and he tells the computer, tell him how, where are we now? Right. You know, how did this happen? How can we get back? Is it possible to create a, a, a an energy force that will send us back? Affirmative. You know, and then uh, they just basically just put the whole thing on a little tiny plastic card, and then, and then they took it and they and they were able to do that. And I, and I love that that because that was 1967. So people watching this are going, "Wow, that's you know." And here we are, like my daughter is always like, you know, my my son, my four year old son will be on like, and be like, "Alexa, play Mr. Farts." You know, it's the song on. <laughs> It's a song I like. This thing is a kid song, and it's like okay. anyway. So he's like, hey, you know. So I mean, the the fact that we're doing this today, it's such a testament to like seeing into the future and to uh, Rottenberry's uh, visions that Absolutely. he saw. You know, Absolutely. I mean, my my Alexa is actually named Computer. Oh no! <laughs> do you really? Yeah, you can actually yeah, you change. Can, it. You can change it, right? It's funny because I've always thought of that. Computer, do this. Computer, do that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. I didn't know that. Um, so that's cool. So let's see what else we can talk about here. Um, there was a, a scene um, when they go back to where to where the uh, the barbarians crew of Kirk, uh, McCoy, Ahura, and um, uh, what was it? Um, and and Scotty. So when they all, when they they were all very, they were obviously nuts. So as soon as they clip, you know, he goes, "I wonder what he's doing there." Get off of me! I own you. Come on, Spock. What do you need? Huh? You want no, power? Bet, I love that I love that part. The way the way he changes. Right, he's angry, and then it's like. Come on, Spock. Yeah, Spock. I know what you're doing. I know here. what you want. You want power. You power, want credits. credits. You know. I mean, uh, he did. He played that really nice. The way he, he did. He did. Piece right there. He did. And, and one thing that was interesting that kind of shows you how the operating of a of a of a you know a totalitarian system to a, a system you know a democratic system or at least a, a more a nicer system was when he's told the um <laughs> nicer system. yeah not that it's always great but um when he said to, when spock said to the to the crazy captain um your po your power on this ship is very limited right you know what i mean right. and i thought oh you know isn't that interesting yeah he's the captain of the ship but it doesn't mean he can just rule things he's, exactly. he's limited exactly and you, you can't just do everything you want you have to have a council you got to have a people to listen you have to have a you know there's it's got to be very formidable and um i really uh i really like that part because it kind of it it gave you the the, the contrast between right and wrong Absolutely. between how to do it right like communism socialism doesn't work right. um you know and today with our you know current system um that's what works you mm -hmm. know like mm -hmm. you go to any any communist or socialist country they operate the way this operates. You know what I mean? Right. You do what we say or else we take away certain things, right? Um, so I thought that that was a wonderful thing to, to that bridged it. Yeah. That bridged the two things when he said it to the, to the captain and it just told you immediately, you can't do that here. Yep. Yep. You, know, you can't do that here. Um, so I really love that part. Anything else on this episode? Yeah. So the, that, 
the one part that it, it really gets me in, and we talked a little bit about it. It's now we get to the end. Oh the, man, yeah, I was going to save that line. It's very well. First of all, you have a big fight where Spock beats everybody up. <laughs> like, well, not really Spock. I don't know who that guy was. Well, yeah, because it was, <laughs> there was you, when you look at the top, nobody looks like anybody, right? This is. <laughs> I don't even know. I love, I love the memes, you know, like they have memes like, who are these people? <laughs> they have fucking- I put one on, on Facebook. I think that see. was you, right? Like, yeah, who are these people? Like, who the hell are these guys? I know. You know but, what's funny is that I don't understand why a lot of the things that they did were not that strenuous. I mean, these were young guys in their right. 30s. They could jump around and stuff like that. I mean, today, you have a lot of actors that do their own stunts. Tom Cruise does, like, right? you he know, does everything. Yeah. Breaks bones doing a lot I of know. this. Exactly. Thing, you know? So if you look at uh, these episodes, sometimes they're, they, you know, they're, it's a little bit strange, you know. But yeah. anyway, you take that. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you can't, but you can't find people that even remotely look at like these people. No, they look very unique. <laughs> but um, they but, shot them from above on those right, exactly. flip scenes. You know, they didn't go down here. And then when when they do get close, then it is them. You know, yeah, when he exactly, punched, exactly. you know, Spock. And there was one episode, or one punch, one scene where he hit Spock and Spock goes. So yeah. he had an emotion. He had an emotion, right? He had exactly. an emotion, he, you know. There was an anger there. Yeah, right? there was anger yeah. there. Went, yes. And I thought, wow, okay, all right. And um, so that was really cool. And then they, they had, somebody had a flower pot, apparently. <laughs> yeah. In in uh, sick bay, and uh, they just smashed it on his head. I don't really know what that was, actually. To be honest, it looked like a it looked like a flower pot. It but looked it, like a flower pot. I don't know. I have no idea. He hit, hit him with a fern. So, but, um, but this, so then you get to, you get towards this, to this ending where where Kirk is in the transporter room, and you know um, everybody's there except Bones, and then Spock. Take brings McCoy this and Spock actually before that Spock does a mind meld with McCoy right. and this is right. where he finds out okay this right. is what happened they switched it was a whole parallel universe thing right. and when he wakes up the first thing he says is why did the captain let me why did it ca yeah, exactly because so, exactly. that right there was like his yes. kind of thing and that's why he grabbed and that's why he did the, the he had to find out what was going on yeah because he knew he knew that there was something off with with him you know yeah. again he knows the captain more better than anyone yeah. so and he knew when he came in he was like of course the landing party right you exactly know? so um so now so now spock figures it out goes into the transporter room with mccoy and spock says you know literally says i need to you you guys need to go back to your universe and i need my captain in mind Okay, so now yeah. it's a, two minutes left for them to do the the thing, and then Kirk breaks into this speech, this speech, <laughs> yeah. which really then this is where we started talking a little bit about that, where yeah. um, he starts trying to tell Spock, do you do you really want to be a part of this, and try to like motivate him into saying, listen, you can choose a different direction, yeah, you can you can you know you, you don't have to do this, and this is where he starts to ask Spock. Is this um is how long? This, yeah, how long is this gonna last? And then Spock has to admit, yeah, well, it's gonna last this long, but then eventually the empire will fall. Right. Right. That's what happens to all empires that that uh do things like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I mean, I, I thought that part was really nice because there's the where you can see Spock's, you know, his his wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, well, you know what? He's got some points. Yeah. There, right. And then he, he kind of doesn't uh first originally he doesn't want to say anything. He kind of doesn't right. want to go into it with him. Um, it's sort of like a drug addict, you know, like like <laughs> I don't know why I'm going there, but I'm going there because I've spoken to people that have had issues and when you're trying to help them, they're they're like, Yeah, yeah, no, I I know. You know, they'll be like, they'll yeah, I gotta go to this. You know, I gotta leave. You know, they they don't want to. So he almost like didn't want to confront something. Exactly. You know? And exactly. then when when he said something that made a little sense, then Spock says, "One man can't do it. Can't do it alone." He goes, "You know, oh, one man can't change the future, but no, right. but one man can change the present." Exactly. The captain of this ship. Exactly. You know, you, you know he said, "You're the most uh, able officer in the fleet." Right. Goes, you can do it. You know, and then. He's, and then he says, in my quarters, right, in my cabin, there's a, a, a machine or, that will make you invincible. And he was like, right. indeed. Right. <laughs> so he knew that. And um, and I was, was I was a little bit concerned about um, 
um, Barbara Luna, uh, Mar uh, what's her name again? Marla, Marlena. Marlena, because I was don't know where she's going to end up. You know, uh, uh, like the captain's going to come back to right. a completely different spot, absolutely, absolutely, uh, different ship. Right. Um, remember, uh, Sulu was is knocked out in sick bay, right? Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing having him come back to see what that what happens yep. there. But um, and, yeah, no, I was going to say yeah, and then after he he you know after um kirk tells him these things then he gets on the transporter yeah, and that, line, that lighting <laughs> yeah the light exactly and, yeah, yeah. And they, the they always do that with kirk the line that he delivers there is yeah. beautiful yeah i know it's a great line and, and it's, it's quoted it so many times in every revolution right is it in every revolution there was yeah. one man with a vision right okay? and i mean think about think about what was going on at that time during the 60s that's right Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, right? Civil rights movement. Yeah. In every revolution, there is one man with a you. You know, now nowadays you could say one man or woman or one person. Yeah, yeah. but it's the same concept. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. someone with a vision, right? Yeah. And you know, a lot of times when people say man, um, you know, it also has to do a lot with uh, mankind. Correct. Right. You know. Right. So you know, it's say you know, if you look at man today, man has you know they're not necessarily saying man; they're saying mankind. Oh. Mankind right. is all of us, you know. Right. Uh, Sonny says, which movie are you talking about? We're talking about Mirror Mirror, dude. Mirror Mirror, the episode. Episode uh, Mirror Mirror. No, Wrath of Khan was last week. Um, we did Wrath of Khan last week, right? Was that last week? Yes, that was. Yeah. We, we, we did, did Space Seed and, and, and Wrath of Khan last week. And uh, this week we're just wrapping up on Mirror Mirror. Sonny Palmar, what's up, man? Um, so, yeah, so that line. And, you know, the funny thing is that... Kirk gets all the good lighting when right. there's these dramatic moments. Now, I don't know if that was his thing. I know that he was very, um, shall we say, pushy mm -hmm. about getting camera time and exactly. getting, you know what I mean? There's, that's been kind of like already a, a well-known thing. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, George, <laughs> George, it's a Cade will definitely uh, attest to that. There was books written about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I think that um, he did it for a reason. I think he was right. I mean, you know, he had a very, very, he's a very good looking guy. Right. And when you put that lighting on, you have that writing, it just really works. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah. and you know, they, if you look at the, I always look at lighting and stuff on, and I don't even know if the director is lighting it with this in mind, but if you look at the episode again, you can see that a lot of the shots are there's shadows on certain sides, me, mm -hmm. you know, and um, from Spock, and then the yeah. shadows on the other side from Kirk. So right. it's almost like they are parallel in exactly. a sense, you know. Exactly. And then at the end, when he's going back, they shift. The uh, light. When, when, okay. when Spock is at the uh, at the terminal, he's dark on this side now, and then they go to Spock, and he's dark on this side. You know, so they they shift it over, and then that's why he says that line. And he's got the light on this side, and he's like, um, you know, in every in every revolution, there's one man, you know, there's one man that has a vision, wow. and he says that line. You know, so I don't know. Again, I don't know if the director was thinking with that or not. I just saw that as a very powerful way of showing different parallels, but yet sort of coming together. But it you makes know, sense. Like, like their views changed. Right. Like right. Views changed. You know, and and even Kirk's view changed going back. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Because he's bringing back also the the, the craziness of that. Yeah. All of them are bringing yeah. that the the you know how barbarian um, was was back then, or in that parallel vision. So um, so I love that uh, the director again, which we uh, we already covered the director quite a lot. Uh, Mark Daniels, who's directed uh, so many of the great Star Trek episodes, um, the one we covered um, at the um, well, which one was it? Um, Space Seed, Space Seed. Uh, which he covered. He um, also did uh, the Menagerie. He did the Man Trap. He did I Mud um, by any other name, which was a good one. Um, the Changeling, a couple of them that are not, you know, fan favorites, but uh, there were. But he did uh, fifteen episodes. So between him and um, and Joseph Pevney, they directed. 30 episodes so we're going to be covering a lot of their their work because you know so we're going to learn about a lot about these two directors and both these directors were very very hot 
during this the 60s actually the 50s right. all the way into the 80s you know, right. so, you know and the and the writer jerome bixby mm -hmm. um he actually also wrote uh requiem for methuselah ah okay um day of the dove okay um, and by any other name which is one of my favorite episodes nice yeah that's a good one that's a yeah good one. um yep so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have a freeze, a freeze moment. <laughs> we we so, should like we we should like in the middle of doing this one day just go. I've done that. <laughs> I've, this I've way everybody's that. like you know adjusting their computer. And like, oh, I've no. done that to people actually. I've been like. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Um, yeah, so this was great. Uh, I had a lot of uh, a lot of fun with this episode. Um, oh, one of a one of the good ones like you said earlier it was just a fun episode to watch definitely you know, um a lot of really cool things and you know the one thing about star trek that i also and i don't know if this happened to you but because you start watching all the other episodes and you start just consuming a lot of other films and stuff you don't go back to the original as much mm -hmm. because i don't know because of the maybe the effects or it just doesn't you're so used to now what's out there and but when you do actually get out there and you see an episode you really do see how well yeah. these characters interact and mm -hmm. how they uh, how well performed they are. How, you know, they're just really good actors. And that was one of the things that I've gotten from watching these episodes again is that they're good act. They're good. Yeah, they're good yeah. actors. They're good performances. You have a different appreciation yeah. for the acting. You have a different appreciation for for everything because again, that was the technology of the time. That was considered really, really high tech stuff at the time. You mm -hmm. know, and you know, again, a, a series that was that always ran into budget problems. A series yeah. that was always you know a show or two away from cancellation and that type of thing that always fought up against these things but yeah, yeah you know so you you get to appreciate everything that they went through but also how they changed television yeah. and they changed you know moving forward they changed things moving forward so yeah and you really um you know the push that they had was just so it was really the fans you know what it i mean was, yeah. it, it was yeah. the fans that saved the show yes. it went into syndication and then it just became this phenomenon and then there were conventions and yeah. all these things happened that that really people just did not really expect exactly. and so of course the movies i'm glad that they decided to go to the movies even though the first movie was was not didn't do as well as they anticipated i am glad that they went to movies instead of going to another series right. on television because i think that would have prob probably killed it to that they, they might have gone maybe five seasons and then we wouldn't have seen them again maybe uh, maybe later on or something right. but i think that the the films really opened the door for next generation and deep space absolutely because and that was the original plan the original plan was that they was going to do it was actually they were in production and everything they were in production yeah so they, i read a whole phase two was phase with two, yeah. the next series they had a and leonard nimoy wasn't going to be in it so they had another guy playing a, a different vulcan and then at the at the last minute they scrapped everything and yeah. then they they went back and they they made a movie and they yeah. used a lot of the sets and a lot exactly. of exactly the they even used some of the actors some uh, of the actors that yeah. were set for that for the yeah. for the the film which I thought that was really cool yeah. um yeah somebody was smart you know somebody made a right decision and said you know what we can't just like <laughs> just do this show uh, you know and they probably also saw Leonard Nimoy is not here right yeah you know like yeah. he spocky is the one we was the most, most popular characters exactly in history of television you yep. know what i mean and uh, there's no way that you can you can do a, a, a show without him so that was that um awesome. awesome cool so we're gonna get to our trivia um and see what the trivia now for anybody watching if you want to pop that in there and let us know the trivia question was Trivia question was very, very simple. What Star Trek movie won an Academy Award? John, you should try to guess that. Well, I mean, I would just say... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Sinatra. I would say uh, The Summer Wind. <laughs> I can't really... I never really got that finger thing. Are you trying to give me the finger? <laughs> <laughs> um, was it... 
Was it four? Star Trek four? Nope. Damn. I, the only one I could have th- thought of because it was. No. Okay. Well, actually, give me this hint. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is. Nobody's guessing it or, or throwing them. So let me just guess. Was it for writing? Sorry. Uh, it was not. Damn. So was it for effects? What I thought it was? What it might be? No, it was not. Really? You would think it would be. Yeah. But it was not. It was not. The, yeah, it was not. Okay, last but, hint. But you're, but you're not totally off, but I'll explain it. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Is it? Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Was uh, it a re- was it recent, or was it a long time ago? It was recent. Ah, okay. Aha. That 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 nails down something, which I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it nails down nothing. All right, just let us know, George. Okay. What was it? What was the film? So the film that won an Academy Award was. The first Star Trek, the Kelvin timeline in 2009. Oh, the first one that came out, yeah, yeah, that changed the timeline. And that was, and the, the actually, I mean, it came out in 2009, but it won in 2010 uh, mm-hmm. awards. And it was actually the, um, it won for best makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So, wait a minute, the only Star Trek. The only to win an Academy Award was for for hairstyling and makeup. Wow, isn't that sad? It is sad, you know, because there were so many great performances. And how about Emmys? Have we have we ever looked at that? I haven't looked at that. Um, You know, that we'll check that. Yeah, let's check check that, and maybe next week we could come back with uh, some hope. But also, it was nominated for. Best visual effects. Well, okay. It was nominated for best sound mixing. And it was nominated for best sound editing. Oh, best sound editing. Oh, okay. So cool. that's as far as All we right. it's, it's, a, it's a thing. You know, I think I would like to uh to see uh you know Ricardo Montalban and that yeah, would be I, nice. I, have, I, having him be nominated for Wrath of Khan, the greatest uh, Star Trek movie ever. Yeah, I, I, you know, I again, like I said, I, I think that that totally would have worked. I mean, I yeah. think, I, I mean, I would have been disappointed if that happened. Yeah, I, th- I think it's also difficult. Like he could have won, you know, and there have been some great actors in Star Trek, villain wise as well. You know, that could that could easily should easily at least get nominated for things. You know, I look, I think of uh, the actor, I can't remember his name now, but uh, that played uh, played um, Gold Ducat in the okay. Deep Space Nine. Nine. You know, he's a great actor, man. Yeah, that dude was just phenomenal. You know, and and he just really captured that character so well. So, did he ever win an Emmy? I don't know. You know, it's it's not fair because it's sci-fi and the guy has makeup on. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. they just get discredited because of uh, you know, but it, they don't realize that it's actually harder. Yeah, what they're doing is harder. They're in makeup. Yep. You know, they have to sit in the chair for sometimes five hours mm-hmm. to get that whole stuff on just for them to shoot a scene of maybe like four or five hours of, you know what I mean? Four mm-hmm. hours to shoot four hours. It's it's really a hard gig. So I think there should be, and I don't want them to make another award, you know, for best actor with makeup. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not, I don't want that. I'm talking about creating a character that captures people. Right. No matter what the character has on makeup wise. I agree. I'm pissed off right now. <laughs> Bullshit. That's it. Um, this is crap. Um, all right, man. So awesome. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, appreciate y'all. Just very quickly again, this is our two beautiful pins that we're gonna be giving away. Uh, all you have to do is uh, I'm trying to straighten this out. All you have to do is just send me a message. Send via- him a message. Send a message via the Facebook page, the uh, YouTube page. Uh, we're also on uh, Twitch. Send me a message. I'm going to get all those messages. Make sure it's your first and last name. I'm going to put it into this hat, and then I'm going to pick a pick a hat. Uh, pick a hat. <laughs> I'm pick a hat, and then I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a name, and then that winner is going to win these two very very nice 
heavy uh, Star Trek pins. Do not send him mail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Start getting letters in the mail. <laughs> yeah, what is this? It just it just came. It was Joseph Pevney. Um, so that's what we're. Uh, that's the contest. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really appreciate all of you, and I appreciate all the support and the likes. And we're at almost four hundred people at, on our Facebook page, which is a place where you can go to to get some laughs because uh, we post a lot of funny Star Trek stuff. We also. Um, post a lot of videos. We're going to be posting even more uh, content on there as well. Um, aside from the show, we're going to be doing in between stuff. We're going to be doing videos and um, taking questions and answering questions and all that good stuff. Um, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. George, any last words? Make it so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to say in every revolution, there's one man. I should have said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining us. But um, I'm glad you guys, uh, I hope you guys had fun. And again, also, you know, give us some suggestions, you know, even episodes and stuff that you like about Star Trek. We'd love to talk about it and, you know, just hang out. Yeah. And, and next week we're going to be covering uh, a mock time, which is this pin right here. We're going to be covering that one. Um, and that's a, that's a cool episode too. I like that episode. And I believe that episode was directed <laughs> by one of these guys again, I believe. I'm not really sure if it was. I think it was actually um, uh, Pevney. Pevney? I think. Okay. Yeah, I think Pevney directed that one. So we'll be uh, doing that next week, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Take care of yourselves. Have a great week. God bless. Live long and prosper. Take care. Peace.